I know my voice is low, but hearing it played back, I was like, oh, oh my, oh my God. You have a beautiful speaking voice. I appreciate that. That's very kind. You sound like, like a woman. I, oh. You know? Thank you. Well, my voice teacher <laughs> used to call it chocolatey. Oh. And I was like, that's nice. Okay. But some chocolate sucks. So, like white chocolate? No. Or like, can I be a semi-sweet like, morsel? Oh, I was going to say like a caramel-filled caramel? Caramel-filled chocolate? Okay. Okay. You know, like yeah. hard shell like on the one outside, of the, yeah. real nice and sweet and creamy. Okay, this is... <laughs> Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Tori. And we have been living in a culture Culture of of guilt. guilt. As we're recording this episode, episode four, we've released the first episode. And that was really exciting. (gasps) Yeah. Just to hear that and hear everyone's reaction to that. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Like, really awesome feedback. So so great. More people listening than I thought would. I don't know what I expected. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. It's funny. You know, one of the people I work with, said she listened to it and I was like oh god <laughs> thanks and right and she's just like oh it was great you know whatever and and I told her I was like you know I didn't like we've been talking about this for years but right. I didn't actually think about what it would look like when people actually listen to it I didn't either I never thought about yeah. that and um I had a lot of my former students reach out to me which was yeah really sweet and they're all the kids that like were really involved in my program and you know the ones that I would like taken to my home if I needed to kind of right, thing. Right, right. And so they've always been really supportive and understanding. And as I was looking to leave, you know, they, they knew where my brain was. Yeah. And they understood yeah. and, you know, genuinely want the best for me. So those ones are I nice. shouldn't be surprised that they were so supportive, but it was really, but really nice, touching. Yeah. And the confirmation yeah. of it. And I had several folks reach out that aren't teachers, were mm-hmm. teachers. A good friend of mine, you know, is a teacher and she was like, I just applied for another job this morning and then got on Facebook and saw your podcast and was like, well, here we go. And yeah. I was like, yeah, man, let's talk. This so. is it's there. I will say one thing that I did notice was my voice is is basically a baritone man. OK, so, you know, in the beginning where you're like, I'm Holly. Yeah. And I was like, I'm tor- I think I was trying to mimic your like sexy man <laughs> voice. And <laughs> and that's just not where my voice is. I mean, I sound like a child, but it's just, well, see, to me, like, I know my voice is low, and in my head, I I know my voice is low, but hearing it played back, I was like, oh my, oh my God. You have a beautiful speaking voice. I appreciate that. That's very kind. You sound like, like a woman. I, oh. You know? Thank you. My voice teacher used to call it chocolatey. Oh. And I was like, that's nice. Okay. But some chocolate sucks. So... Like white chocolate? No. Or like, can I be a semi-sweet like, morsel? Oh, I was going to say like a caramel-filled caramel, caramel-filled chocolate. Okay. Okay. You know, like yeah. hard shell like on the one outside, of the, yeah. real nice and sweet and creamy. Okay. This is- <laughs> <laughs> we're done with that. And moving we're on. moving on. Okay. So today's episode is about leaving education. And more about the realization of when you need to leave education. And not so much the, you know, what we've talked about before, the lack of resources or, you know, the the lack of time preparation. This is kind of that Mm self-introspection of why don't I like this? What can I do to like it? What if I don't want to do those things? 
and what am I looking for? Kind of that roundabout of hodgepodge of things that really pushes you towards, okay, I'm going to actively start looking for other work. Right. It's, you know, it's such this weird mind game because, you know, Holly and I have both said previously that this should be the perfect thing for us, right? right? Like, we love theater. We love sharing our art. You know, I was really lucky in that I was working with my husband and, you know, we had flexibility to be creative in our jobs that you don't get on a lot of other jobs. Right. I mean, I mean, we're running our own programs the way we want. We're picking our materials. And I'm speaking to, like, the shows we were producing. But even in cl- in the classroom, we yeah. had a lot of flexibility. <clears throat> so on paper, it looks like a great gig. And, you know, you think about the other, like, random teacher perks. You're, quote, unquote, done with your day <laughs> at 3.30. Right. That's not a thing, actually. No, but, that doesn't happen. You know, and the, su- the breaks, the holidays off, the summers, those are all nice. Um, Get a free pass to SeaWorld. Yes. By the way little side tangent here you <laughs> cannot just release a whale into the ocean yeah you guys you, you can't Let's, just let the whales go <laughs> i you know what so sorry. like i've mentioned before i used to work in a aza american zoological association accredited uh, zoological institution uh worked there for five years know a lot about zoos zoo practices and uh, yeah if you want to come at me with the discussion of uh anti-sea world let's go let's go uh because i'm i'm ready we are both avid animal lovers avid animal lovers activists and i'm mostly vegan yes so don't talk to me about whales no they're really fine they're they're okay now in the 60s yeah they went but then once they said they did some research and was like hey we probably shouldn't grab them out of the wild they stopped yes that's a that's a but the, the whales they currently have cannot just go into the ocean. No, man. So y'all can't just release whales. Put that in your pockets. Yeah. yeah and put that sit in, on it. Put that in your tank. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. But there's perks. Yes. There's perks. SeaWorld. SeaWorld being one of them. Mm-hmm. There's that. So for me, kind of at the end of that three-year mark, when I had kind of realized why I don't want to be doing this, you know, that I didn't feel like I had resources. I didn't feel Mm -hmm. like I had true mentors, um, time or preparation. I always felt like I was just flying by the seat of my pants, just a freight train hurtling towards a mountain. And then on May 21st, when school ended or whenever the hell, you know, that freight train stopped for a while. At the end of those three years, and I kind of really stopped and took stock of, okay, what can I do to change this? What I found out was I really wanted to give it one last concerted effort. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted to do like, okay, let me sit down with myself. Let me spend a summer. And I remember you and I that summer, like we sat and we thought and we said, what is something that we can do to make ourselves yeah. happy? And the conclusion we came up with is to make our jobs and our lives better so we could focus on the teaching of theater, focus on our shows, improve the aspects of education, classroom management, rules um coming up with systems and procedures and this whole, the structure know. of the classroom we found out that you know in addition to you know the lack of resources and things that one of the huge struggles is if you don't have that stuff laid out then your time is going to be miserable and yeah it's the stuff that you do figure out over time but it's the kind of you really have to put an effort into it and you have to do it from day one yeah like our friend harry wong says that's right uh you you really do because 
even even your good kids. Oh, that sounds bad. You know, I mean, even the <laughs> even the kids who respect you, love you, you know, if they're used to certain things and you're all of a sudden like, no, we're going to have a right. seating chart. And they're right. like, <laughs> they literally spit in your face. I'm sitting on the floor today, bitch. Right. You know? Exactly. And it'll happen. So I think what what hit me in my head, I spent that summer, we spent that summer, we realized, okay, what I really need to do to make myself happy is to do these things, is to, on day one, be this teacher and have systems and mm-hmm. have a tardy schedule and have this, that, and the other. And, and there's a lot of research. Sorry yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. There's a ton of research that shows that kids want, you oh, know, yeah. not only do they need that structure, but they want it. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't like going to a classroom where it's just a free-for-all. No, no, no. They absolutely need it. You know, some of them appreciate it because they don't have to do anything but I mean really when it comes down to it for a a student to feel safe and productive they need that structure yeah and this isn't to say that we did not have these things it's to say that Uh, when (laughs) when I was like hey it's been three years and I still want to leave this job what can I do to fix that Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to like turn it up up to 11 like I knew that I had to like I always you know wondered how the teachers that they'd have like sign in and sign out Mm -hmm. sheets for tardies and they'd have this that and the other and an exact like just a rule and a procedure for everything and I was like god their classrooms work well right but I think what slapped me in the face that I was done with teaching and this was kind of surprising was that I in no way wanted to do that Mm -hmm. I could yeah. give a shit. I, I love theater. I was there to teach mm-hmm. theater. And I knew how much time and effort that it takes a teacher to put into place these things that can make them successful. And I just, I I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. I have no passion for the education theory and technique at all. Right. I, I like give being, a shit. being a leader in that way. Exactly. I I, I, I'm a leader. We're creatives. I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. In a theater, as a director, as a performer, I, that's how I teach, and that's how I, that's how I transpose what's in my mind. And I think we talked about that. Like we're good directors, and we're great in theater, but your classes are going to suffer. You, those are two full-time jobs. Yeah. The educator and the theater instructor. Mm-hmm. It's in my rehearsals, totally different than in my classrooms. Was just right. I, I, I don't have the time to spend doing this, and I, I don't want to. Yeah, and you know, similarly, I. I remember making a promise to myself that I wasn't going to bring papers home to grade and mm. I wasn't going to lesson plan on the weekends and I I wasn't going to let myself work past my working hours, which were already like way overextended because right. as a theater teacher, you stay longer than the four o'clock bell or whatever. Right. Um, you're in rehearsals and, and I was bringing work home anyway, you yeah. know, and especially Josh and I working together, we'd get home and we'd talk about show stuff or, you know, I don't know anything we tried not to but But it just that just happens you know when I think that's part of it I think you hit the nail on the head it's we spend so much we we spent so much time out of the classroom atmosphere our we felt like our real work was Mm -hmm. in rehearsals doing the shows so what you need to be a successful teacher is to then again be bringing home you know the work the grading on the weekends but we were already doing that but with our shows. Yeah. We were still working till 8 p.m. every night, working on the weekends during right. rehearsals. Having um, rehearsals on the weekend. Yeah. So it literally would have been, I know I needed to be like, you know, a, a regular gen ed teacher bringing home papers to grade. But I couldn't do that and stay at rehearsal till 8 o'clock and rehearse on the weekends. Like, it's it was, I don't know. There's just, there's just not time in the day. No. In the week. Yeah. Period. <laughs> I just saw, I just shared a really funny TikTok I saw with. Holly the other day 
Oh. And it was this guy, and he's kind of singing about, like, I didn't prepare for my classes today. My life's going <laughs> to suck. And am I going to do it tomorrow? No. And my life's going to suck or yep. whatever. Yep. And, God, it's so true. There's nothing worse. And this is probably half of the reason why I used to wake up in the morning and feel like I was literally going to puke. Right. And be so anxious on my way to school. Sliding in 20 minutes before that first bell rang. Ew. And not having a plan for the day. Right. And figuring it out in 10 minutes real quick. Finding a worksheet. Finding a, a discuss, I don't know. Whatever. Figuring right. it out. I will say, like, I do pretty okay under that kind of pressure, but yeah. Yeah. it is so anxiety-inducing. It's it's a terrible feeling. I mean, I don't like being unprepared for anything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's not fun. And I think when you're caught in this kind of quagmire of, you know, well, I didn't plan for my classes again today. Well, I didn't plan for my classes again today because I was here until 9, 9.30 rehearsing mm-hmm. the kids, and I went home and I ate some dinner, I crashed and went to bed. Right. So I'm, you're, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. So And you're perpetually caught in this state of anxiety. You're constantly in fight or flight because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wait, I didn't prepare for my class. Oh, wait, I'm super anxious about that. Oh, wait, I can't worry about that. I can't plan for my class. Now I've got rehearsal. Right. And it's just a continuing cycle. And despite wanting to be prepared and wanting to improve those feelings and knowing exactly what I needed to do I just I could not bring myself no, to do it no. I was too tired and unmotivated and like Holly said I, just, I didn't care enough I don't care about it. I don't Which I remember it's so weird <laughs> did I ever tell you about this education certificate thing okay so when I was working at the zoo um and this was actually I didn't I forgot about this until the other day this was probably about a year before I actually got the teaching job offer, probably a year before I left the zoo. I actually enrolled in a graduate certificate program at the large university we went to. Mm-hmm. And it was a graduate certificate in secondary education. Really? And it was Yeah, and it was basically what you do to become a teacher, but in a certificate program like before gotcha. you become a teacher. Right. Yeah, it was like several courses and, you know, you took your tests and this, that, and the other. And I remember I was working at the zoo and I remember sitting at my desk at the zoo and I worked on one of the days I worked was Saturdays and this particular Saturday, nothing was booked. So I literally was like, all right, my classes are starting. going to go in, look at my syllabus. I'm going to knock this out. Oh, Holly. so you were registered. Oh, I started. Oh, yeah. I registered. I totally, I totally forgot about this. Was this something you were like paying for? Or was this like a oh, thing through the zoo or? Yeah, no, it was something I was paying for, but I hadn't paid yet because I was still in like ad drop. You know uh. what I mean? So I logged on to my course. I saw everything. I'm like, Colleen, you know, if this is something you think you want to do, you're going to be great. Put your mind to it. This is going to be awesome. I logged into my course and I, God knows what the damn course was, but I remember the syllabus and the syllabus was going over. It was probably like English for language learners or something like that. <laughs> but I remember looking at the syllabus and seeing them, seeing the syllabus explain like standards. And all I saw was like ELA.9.12. Blah, blah, blah. ENG and like just all the acronyms for standards and I just looked at it and immediately logged out and was like I'm not interested in this at all okay. and no no granted it wasn't just the I didn't just see a bunch of letters and go oh god right. like I read through the syllabus but then I realized I'm like oh I don't I'm not actually interested in education right I was like so I don't I no and I immediately withdrew. I like to share knowledge right I love I love teaching I don't love education and in yeah you know, it's it's six and one half a dozen of the other because I love the field, like in psychology, of like learning and cognition. Like I love that. Mm. I love how people learn, and I mm-hmm. love how people get knowledge and absorb knowledge. I I have no interest in studying how to make a second grader listen to me. I mm-hmm. I, I don't. Um, but yeah, no, I totally forgot about that. So I dropped wow. the class, 
uh, almost immediately. And I forgot about education until like a year later when that teacher approached me and was like, hey, you want my job? And I was like, mm. crap, I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> the time is nigh. It is now. And back to kind of like not having the motivation to do the things that you want to do to improve your mental health or whatever. I remember having a really hard time with that because I like doing a good job. You know, like I'm not right. someone who, you know, I, I don't half-ass things. I don't like that feeling. You know, when I was a student, I had my fair share of procrastination issues and that kind of thing. But I still like value good work. Right. Like right. I never want to just kind of. You you know, you're failing at it and you don't want to fix it, but it's killing you that you don't want to fix it because you don't want to be failing at it. Right. Like yeah. it's not a good feeling. I, I hated that feeling of always feeling like I was failing. I think we mentioned that um, maybe in episode one. Yeah. And that it, it sucks, you know, just and failing myself, failing the students, failing those people that were supporting me, failing the school. I mean, like like every parents, everybody. Right. And it's ugh, it's just this awful, cyclical crappy thing yeah even still i didn't care enough to use the little bit of energy i did have to make those changes i i couldn't i don't know it was like a, there was a wall up yes was like i, I want this i, I want to be better at this i want to do better i want to prep more i want to have real lesson plans but i just couldn't do it yeah i think i know i think you said it well there's like there was like a wall mm -hmm. there was like this and the feeling of guilt that comes from it the feeling of guilt of oh my god i I feel like I can constantly be doing so much better. And then that then that permeated to every single facet of my job. Mm -hmm. Then it wasn't just about like classroom management where I felt like I was failing. Then it became about my shows or, mm -hmm. or this, that, and the other. It, and it just that guilt. And I think that comes directly from, you know, being in education. You have this responsibility to educate. And, you know, you think you're doing it the right way, but you're not. And then the guilt over you're not. And it's, and that wall of, yeah, I don't want to be doing this. But I think that's probably just a very visceral thing mm -hmm. in in your body that says, I'm not interested in this. Mm -hmm. Like, and if this is a big part of this, you know, what do I need to change? Right. So I, I no, go ahead. I really tried to focus on, I mean, we've said this a hundred times already now, but, you know, the program, the program, the program, the creative stuff, the directing and producing shows and working with the kids who were really excited and giving them those opportunities that I was so happy to have in high school. And that like helped to an extent, yeah. you know, yeah. it was fun to kind of come full circle and do that as a teacher and a mentor. But again, I mean, I just, I just think I was too tired yeah. to, I don't know, get anything out of it. Like yeah. The whole, like, constantly being behind, always having right. stuff to do, can't right. ever, like, get anything never done. never caught up. No, can never catch up. So that even, like, the good stuff that, in theory, should have been re-energizing me and giving me what I needed to right. press on and, and keep working and, and do the other stuff, it, it wasn't enough. Right. And this is... This also sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember... T always talking about like the hard classes versus the easier classes yeah so um it's pretty typical for both of us to have really large class sizes yep. and our beginning classes were really big and basically like all students need an arts credit a performing arts credit yeah 
So they and not, can and and just can we do away? Not all students. Yeah, can are, we not? <laughs> uh, like serious and like at, at at the high school level, there are some kids and that God love them. Like they are brilliant and they mm-hmm. are amazing, but they are never going to get on stage and do a monologue. No. It's not going to happen. Like, or sing in a choir or play an <laughs> instrument, and that's fine. We have to acknowledge those kids too. Instead of them failing theater, you know, I, I had a couple of, of, of years like that where I'd have kids and I was like, I, I feel like you can do it, I feel like you can do it, and they're like, look, this just really isn't my thing. And so you learn and you adapt, and you know, instead of performing, hey, you love writing. Can mm-hmm. you write a script for me or something like that? Which is fine, but like here again is education trying to fit kids in a one size fits all box. Right. And <sighs> and I mean, when it comes down to it, there's certain things you have to hit in a theater one class. <laughs> and that includes getting on stage and performing I, a little I, bit, I, you know? Like I you think can't... both of our first days we were very, you know, strict in saying, Hi, I'm Mrs. So and so. Uh, you're gonna have to speak out loud. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think you can do that I am here to gently tell you GTFO. Yeah. Like this is not the place. This for is you. not the place for you. You're going to have a hard time. And sometimes kids would be like, oh, cool. I'm going to see my guidance counselor. And but a lot of times they would not. They'd just no. be like, whatever. I just won't do it. Or like, yeah, I I'll pass with a D. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's not good for them, obviously. <sighs> and it also makes for a terrible environment. It takes. Yeah. And that and uh, it takes places away from kids who do want to be there. Exactly. So it's it's not good. It's I remember, thing, you know. Yeah. Oh god, those classes were really tough. At least mine were. Like yeah. really tough. And the and the vast majority of kids that walked into my door didn't want to be there. Right. You know, I think there's this idea that like, oh my god, you taught drama, that's fun. <laughs> and like, yeah, sure. It's fun if you have kids who want to do it. Yeah. You know, like teaching in like a studio environment, that's fun. Yeah. Because those kids are like pain to take yep. acting lessons or yep. musical theater or whatever. And they want to be there and they're excited and they're in it. Yeah. It. <laughs> a theater one class with 50 kids, maybe 25% of them want to be there. Maybe. Oh. 15 to 20% 10. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but like really tough classes. Yeah. And, that was like half of our day, probably. Yeah. You know, half the day was beginning classes, and then the other half were um, the kids who somehow kept coming back after those beginning classes. You yeah. Know, they went through that, and they're like, yeah, I'll stick around. Those kids are always the best. Cause Bless them. Those kids are always the kids that recognize that the other 70 or 80 percent of kids that don't want to be there yeah they are very cognizant of that they think those kids are asses yeah which is always super helpful yeah it's be- fun because you you know that you can put one of those you know you're splitting them all up into groups to do group scenes mm-hmm. okay and th- my the ones that wanted to be there would always be like why can't we do a scene together and i'd be like you know why you can't do a scene together mm-hmm. because if i don't put at least one of you in every other group mm-hmm. nothing's ever going to get done right. and they were like yeah, you're right. And I'm yeah. like, okay, just so just deal with it. Just do theater it. one, and then in theater two, you'll have fun. Right. Like, go. <laughs> yeah. But I remember thinking, like, okay, get through those classes during the day. And actually, my last year, yeah, my last year teaching, my schedule was great. Mm. I had my tough classes in the morning, which, the best. which was not great. You know, didn't love that. You know, I, well, see, I want to get them done first. Well, I, I didn't know this, but yeah. I literally had, like, my theater one classes and my a theater two class, I think. And maybe another freshman class. Mm. And then I had planning period after lunch. Nice. Which essentially means long lunch for Tori. She can sneak out and get Thai food. Yo. And then I had my theater three class and my three theater four class, which nice. were split my last year. Okay. It was really nice. That is nice. Because by the end of the day, 
the kids who I could trust for the most part, right. you know, and yeah. who I respected enough to be like, yo, I don't have the energy, run right. lines today or something. Yeah. They were there. And that was great. But on the other hand, I felt bad because I was so drained by the time those kids exactly. got there yeah. that I didn't have a whole lot to give them. Yep. And then I was prepping for rehearsal. Yep. So, yep. It, you know, but I remember thinking like, you know, Tori, yes, those early classes are rough and the theater one class, God, they're awful. And you could change that if you really had, you know, if you really put the energy in, which I didn't have the energy to whatever. Right. We had talked about that. But, like, the reason you do this is for those advanced classes, those right. kids who have stuck it out with you and who love you and come back to spend their after-school time with you in rehearsals and they're cramming lines into their head in addition to all the other crap they're studying throughout the day. Right. And the great feedback they'd give me and they'd say, we love you, you're so supportive, you know. And that was really special and I, I did get a lot from that, but it just still wasn't enough. Right. You... Which, At the end of the day, you have to be satisfied by the actual job yeah. as well. And that that was really hard because I really did cherish those yeah. kids and sharing our experiences together. And I love them. Yeah. You know, I said earlier, I those kids I would take into my home if I yeah. needed to. Yeah. And I still keep in touch with them and I love them. And it was hard to tell them I'm leaving. Yeah. I think that I think that's a good segue into these little notes that I found today. Oh, yes. So I was cleaning out my bedroom and I was going through, you know, I think if you enjoy writing, if you're a writer, you've got just a million notebooks around that have a million different things in them. And I found this notebook from my last year of teaching and it had a lot of class notes in the beginning, but then I flipped to a page and I remember writing this page. The page is titled, What I'm Excited About. And it's all notes I jotted down. Oh, thank you. A light. Here, I can use my light so you don't have to hold it. I don't okay. you feel like you have to. Tori was holding up her light, light for me. Oh, it is rocky season, isn't it? So <laughs> I, I found this page called What I'm Excited About. And it's basically all notes of what I was excited about to have in a new job. After that summer, you know, where, where I said that Tori and I kind of sat down and figured out, okay, really, what do I need to do to, to like this? And kind of realized that it was really, you know, balls to the wall, get good with education stuff, and I didn't want to do that. Then I thought about the personal aspect of it. You know, Tori said that we had great relationships with our, with our kids, and it wasn't about the kids. Um, that's not why we wanted to leave. That was the best part of the job. Teaching theater and and yeah, shooting the shit and having the relationship with the kids that we do, it was priceless. But not liking the job itself. And I forced myself to sit down and go, okay, what is it specifically about the job that you don't like? What are some what are some key things? Because I felt like if I had left without identifying that, I would always have a regret or I would always mm -hmm. wonder, you know what I mean? If it had just been like, well, I'm leaving because I don't feel like I have any resources or training. That, that's a great reason to leave a job. But mm -hmm. for me personally, I, I still needed something else. So I, I jotted down a few things and I'll kind of say one or two and then we can chat about them. The first two I kind of put together, I put the opportunity to use my brain and learn new skills. As yeah. a teacher, a big <laughs> thing, a big thing for me was every day's Groundhog Day. I want to be learning and growing and discovering, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I felt like I was giving that to my students, but I wasn't doing that anymore. And I was 30, 31 when I left teaching and I, I had stopped. 
and I was like, because you're, you're too exhausted outside of school mm-hmm. to pick up a book about Darwinism or anything. Like, oh, my God. I haven't read books yeah. in years. Yeah. Yeah. Literal years. Yeah. And I like that. I like to read books. Yeah. It's good. It's a it's a good practice. Mm-hmm. But I felt like my brain was dead. Like I, So that, that was my main thing. I was jealous of my students. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. I wanted to learn. Oh, I put the opportunity to grow with a company with teaching. Oh. I It's a dead end. And I shouldn't say it like that, but it's. No, it un- is. Yeah. Unless you want to go into admin, it's a dead end. Which. Hell no. no. Absolutely no. <laughs> Never. Never in my life. I, like, I can't even. I fathom. Can't. I mean, if you're a school administrator. Bless you. Yeah. Kudos to you, but no. Just no way Just, in hell. Like, throw no. me off of a cliff before I have to do that. Honestly. Right. Right. The, the administrators are the people dealing with the children we can't deal with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Some of these, like, make me feel sad. One of them I just put was quiet. Mm-hmm. I was excited about quiet. Uh, speaking of quiet or lack thereof, really, yeah. Holly and I both think that we have mm. hearing damage. Yeah, 100% yeah. from our classrooms. I yeah, I know we both notably have hearing damage. Our husbands, our friends have mentioned it to us since we, since we left teaching. Mm-hmm. And Why? we both had, I think yeah. we've probably mentioned this before, but our schools, there are like five of these theaters in the county in which we teach and we both had we were at one of these in one of these buildings right so we had essentially the same classroom which is not actually a classroom it wasn't designed to be a classroom it's a warehouse it's It's costume storage it's set storage so it is echoey and there's i it oh my god it's literally just cement walls so any noise just reverberates off the walls and it's the loudest thing and and yeah we had hearing loss i remember my last year of teaching i asked the district if they would put in carpet mm-hmm. um and i i made the case and i actually you know had you know medical records from or you know my doctor on hand getting ready to say yeah her hearing has diminished and just asking if them if they would put carpet on the room it's always used as a classroom it's always going to be a classroom just because I, I was experiencing hearing loss uh and the district denied it <laughs> because it was not necessary classic and i said i'm i'm literally losing my hearing how is that not necessary like it was just it was just one other slap in the face of you know and then my sweet tech director and I were trying to figure out okay well what do we have in the shop that we can use to build sound paneling and this that and the other mm-hmm. and I'm like you know I I I want to work for a company to where you don't have to spend your free time looking through the office junk drawer to figure out how to keep you from growing <laughs> deaf. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just, yeah. I, that one got me. I had some carpet in my room. It wasn't like carpeted, but there was right. like extra carpet from when they carpeted the theater. Hysterical. And so whoever was there at that time, like shoved it. it in there. <laughs> and it was this big rectangle. And we essentially used it as like the stage area right. in the classroom. Yeah. And it might've helped a little bit, but, it was still if it's, you're if you're one of my former students you know yeah how oh my awful God. that room was oh it's when it gets loud it gets loud and teenagers i mean it's zero to 60 yeah. it is there there is no ramping up there is no talking quietly like it's it's good night Mm-mm. what are some of the guests put Ooh, this one's sad being able to feel like i can breathe 
Aye. Yikes. Like actually like physically breathe? I or think like take a moment for yourself. Take a moment for myself. And I know that my anxiety was at an all time high. Like I was mm-hmm. During teaching, having that constant feeling of, of that guilt and that I'm not doing good enough and I'm, I'm not being good enough, my physical anxiety had gotten to a point to where, I mean, that's when I started going on medication. Mm-hmm. I started going on anti-anxiety medication because I, I there were days where I woke up gasping for air. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, to bring it back to Shamu out of a tank, <laughs> just sitting there, unable to breathe. What's this one? I put, not having to worry about getting an iced tea at dinner because of the price. I remember that. Yeah, I remember man. like being out together. Yeah. And you'd be like, God, I want a tea, but I guess I'll just have water. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And I, when I found these notes today, and I mean, the other ones are like, you know, making more adult relationships, feeling challenged, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But those ones really stuck out to me. And I, I, because I, yeah, I, I specifically remember going out and like, we're, ta- we're not talking like a Long Island. We're not talking like right. a Thai iced tea. <laughs> I literally, you know, we'd go out to Panera or something. Yeah. And I was like, do I really want to spend the extra two fifty three dollars to get an unsweet tea? Yeah. N- no. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, not that it's all about where you are in your life and money, and but I'm like, I'm thirty fucking years old. Yeah. I would like the option to not feel like a piece of shit when I want an iced tea. Right. Yeah. So all of those things kind of combined is really what hit me in the. I feel like I'm somewhat intelligent. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be challenged. I'd like to be using my brain. I'd like to not wake up gasping for air because I feel like I'm failing my students and myself. Right. And I'd like a fucking iced tea once in a while. And just I'd, an iced tea. Just an just an iced tea. Maybe a couple Splenda if I'm feeling crazy. Mm, no. What? Why? It's delicious. No. See, you're like. It's Aaron. okay. It's okay. You're like Aaron. Aaron's either un- like completely unsweet. I am unsweet. not like Aaron in I, any way, you're shape, right. or form. But we are not I meant, similar. I meant regarding to tea. In okay. <laughs> also, I clicked my pen. I hope that our Color. our back and forth hid me clicking my pen. Clickety click. I've talked a lot. What are your yes. notes? What do you oh got? well, I was gonna say I also have this note in my phone. It's entitled "Why." Oh, I like that. Why? 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 Okay. Anyway. It's called Why, and I think that was short for Why I Want to GTFO. Yes. I have several things, and this is kind of, this isn't something I wrote down in one day, and there's not a whole lot to it, because, you know, you don't have a whole lot of time for writing (laughs) your feelings down when you are so busy, you can't sleep more than five hours a night. Yeah. That's what I was doing. Yeah. But here's one. The first one says... And I'm pretty sure this was for an evaluation. Hmm. If you're a teacher, you know that when you are being evaluated, (laughs) you're on your A game, right? Like, you have a lesson plan. I did have a lesson plan this day. And I was hitting all the boxes and whatever. Not so bad because I'm an actress and I can do that. And it was, um, I think, for one of my uh, intermediate classes. And it says, I lectured today. It was good. I enjoyed it, but only a few were listening. (laughs) Only a few cared, wanted to be there, or they decided they they owed me even an ounce of respect. I had a kid literally laying on the floor. Maybe this wasn't an evaluation. I don't think I would (laughs) have let that happen. (laughs) I had a kid literally laying on the floor asleep, and I don't have the energy to make a scene, get him up, and bargain for his attention. Right. 
That's so. See, and that's right there. I bet you that was a day to where you were like, you know what? I'm going to give it the old college try and mm -hmm. I'm going to sit here and lecture and do something. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? The kids would ask for that. The yeah. kids, you know, if you were going through a spell that it wasn't a productive time for them or, you know, we're kind of just coasting with busy work and they're like, when right. can we do something cool? When can we do something fun? I want to do I want to act, Miss Huss. Right. And you're like, OK, so you do it. And then they're like. Fuck you. you that's, know? that's 100% <laughs> it. That would that would be 100% it. Okay, cool. You want to do scenes? I would go and I would make... I, I remember my theater one club. I, I went and I made copies of... of Which a, takes easier, a long time. A long oh, man. time. Oh, my God. It's a lot of work so, to prep for that. Which is so, fine. Totally fine. Because I was like, oh, my God. They're showing interest. They want to do scenes. All right, we'll do this. We're doing group scenes. We'll do duet scenes, monologues, whatever we want to do. And then we'd do a whole lesson plan on it. And I would lecture. And... And you get met with the same thing. Mm -hmm. You will get met with the exact same thing of the, oh, well, maybe, uh, maybe I'll look at it tomorrow or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well, you have a line test. Like, I'm going to, at the end of the week, I'm going to see if you know this page. And then it, then I would just find scripts in the bathroom, oh, yeah. you know, like laying all oh over. And then you're just like, uh, all right, what am I, why? why? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why? Ugh. Let's see. What else do I have? Um, <laughs> we talked about the sound. Da, 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 da. Uh, we we kind of hit on this already. If I'm a good classroom teacher, I cannot be a good director slash sponsor. Mm -hmm. If I'm a good director slash sponsor, I can't be a good teacher. I put I've put my efforts more into the kids that care, the kids who participate. Um, I, so my classroom work super sucks. I don't have time to make it not so. And even though I hate knowing I'm a bad teacher, I can't make myself be better because I can't make myself do this job more than I already am. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a good sentence. That must have been a dark day for Tori. That's a good sentence. I can't make myself do this job more than I already am. Steve. You're right. <laughs> no, but that's so sad. It is, God. man. That is depressing. Oh. But that's, I mean, that's the kind of emotions teachers go through. Yeah. It really is. It becomes, you know, this is my lifestyle. It really is. And it's not a great mm -hmm. one. You know, a lot of the time, yeah. you know, and you, you hang on because you have those great relationships with kids. But if you're typing into your phone. Oh, God. What? I, I'm just looking ahead. And what Can is I it? read the next? Uh, I mean, there's several. It's your but, list. Go um, for it. It's your list. In the morning, I already feel drained going into work and I know I won't get any recharge during the day. Mm. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. It's a constant energy suck. I don't get a, cha a charge from getting work done because I can't get work done. And I'm constantly asking students to stop doing this or that or answering questions or answering phones or doing paperwork. Yeah. I mean, this is really it. None of this, even the good things, is worth crying during my planning period because I'm so stressed and overwhelmed with no help. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. I think what finally hit me about that kind of statement was, all right, what are the things that are the most important to me? And the relationship with my kids. And just from living life, I knew that the things that were meant to go on and stay in my life would. Mm -hmm. Like, just because I was going to leave my job as a theater teacher did not mean I was going to stop loving theater or leave theater or, you know, it's, it's going to be in your life if it's meant to be in your life still. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the relationships with the kids. That was really important to me, you know, was... Am I just going to walk away from this and never, you know, have this relationship again? And you know what? I still do. Yeah. I have great relationships. The kids that you have that you form these great relationships with, 
you still have great relationships with. I mean, we, the, my close gang, you know, we'll talk, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll meet up. We'll, I mean, they're, you know, in college or out of college now, but it's, it's, if people are, are meant to stay in your life, they right. will. I was just going to say that it's like any relationship, you yeah. know, it, friends come and go and exactly that. If, if they're meant to stay there, they will. Yeah. And I fully believe that. And maybe, you know, like I, I know Holly has some students that, she sees quite a bit. Yeah, um, we'll go to Disney. We'll, I, like, you know, all yeah. kinds of crap. I have a student who watches our dogs when we're away. Yeah. And then I have some that, you know, we just, every once in a while, say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Or, yeah. you know, I have them on social media. Support and, them on social media, yeah. you know. And that's great. And then, there, and then there are some relationships that you think <laughs> you might miss. And then you realize, oh, wait, I'm not actually in high school yeah. And I don't I don't give a shit about these problems. Right. <laughs> and I, I am I'm actually enjoying not hearing about them. Yeah. Like speaking of that, like Holly and I genuinely really enjoyed like listening oh, and hell like, yeah. helping kids through hell problems yeah. and problems. Did you say problems? Problems. 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 Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Helping kids through their problems and yeah. you know, acting as a mentor in that way. Yeah. And but you know, a lot of times yeah. they were they were hard things these kids were dealing with, but yeah. there were some things that I was like, this is not an issue. Dude. This is a non-issue. Yeah. Get oh, over it. God. And like, I know they're teenagers, and it's like, I, like I don't know. That's just part of it, right? But I, 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 <laughs> I just remember them coming and being like, Mrs. Huss, my life is over right. because la la la. And I'd be like, no, or this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I would have to like, spend. Get over yourself. I'd have to spend a very large amount of time explaining things that you just kind of assumed that oh adolescents knew but then you realize if they were never taught it they were never you know just things mm. like yeah. I, I spent an inordinate amount of time telling kids and not all of them again not all of them but telling a handful hey that's great if you want to be a YouTube star but when <laughs> I ask the question what do you want your career and future to be? You probably need to have a little bit of a solid plan. And they would say, I have a plan. And I'd say, what's that? Well, I'm going to move to Los Angeles after high school and be a YouTuber. And I'd say, okay, what what are you going to YouTube about? I, well, what are I don't you going to YouTube and about? <laughs> I, I literally, and yeah, this is me, like as an <laughs> idiot 30-year-old. And this was even before like influencers, you know, but they'd be like, Ugh. they'd be like, I just, you know, I'll do funny things with my friends. And I'm like, but you do that shit now and no one cares. Nobody cares. And then they'd laugh. Oh, yeah, though. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Just, I was like, no, that that for once wasn't me being yeah. sarcastic. That was me. However, if you're a student and you're listening and you don't have a solid plan, it's probably OK. It's, it's, but, but maybe not just like but, I'm going to YouTube. Yeah. You don't have to have a plan, but, you know. Yeah. Have yeah. have have an ambition, and not that being a YouTube star is not an ambition. I am just saying. Right. Yes, that is a thing. That if you're a, a thing if you you're a ninth do. grader, perhaps that should not be your dream. I'm crushing dreams. Here. You are crushing dreams. I'm crushing it's dreams little... here. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming out worse than. Or I if mean it is it. your dream, oh, no. Or if it is your dream, like no, maybe uh, a little bit of how you're gonna uh, achieve what? that. Make that a real thing. Yeah, you know, study, uh, go to study broadcasting, study uh, media channels, study digital marketing, right. stu- you know, and I'm not even saying through college, just self-study. Like, don't just say I'm going to film videos on my iPhone with my friends. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. If, if I'm redeeming myself at all, I don't think I am. <laughs> I really don't think I am. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. But it's okay. Uh, on that note, there was a lot of like self-awareness things, like 
And I think that's just part of being a teenager. Yeah. Oh, God. But maybe this is me being naive and thinking that I was a better teenager than I was. But I remember thinking I was pretty self-aware. I mean, like, I made a decision in high school, like, eh, Tori, like, you probably can't cut, like, the performing thing. So maybe don't, you know, don't do that. Because I knew I wasn't. Like, I didn't quite have what it took you know whether that was like talent or like drive whatever it doesn't matter right, right but you know i had the self-awareness to be like that's probably not for me you know yeah so a lot of that but i think and maybe this is where i will end my sharing of the storytelling this eve or morning whenever you're listening <laughs> my second to last year it was the last year that josh was working with me okay i worked one year without josh he left before i did and that year, we produced some really good shows. Yeah. We did The Odd Couple in the fall, and we had a great cast and a beautiful set, and we were really happy with it. And then in the spring, we did Pippin, which was a great show. Again, like a great cast, and, you know, there were some there were some issues, as there always are, but overall, a really great experience. Yeah. We were excited about doing something more edgy and a little nervous, excited about getting in trouble about the orgy scene <laughs> that we tried to cut and make into an interpretive dance and uh, you know, I don't, whatever. But no, it was like a, it was a genuinely a good creative project yeah. that we were enjoying and really excited about, excited, excited, excited to share with our community. I was genuinely really happy about that show. Yeah. It felt like we did a great job. And I remember we opened and I was giving my little like pre-show pep talk to the cast when we circle up and we're doing the traditional bullshit. It's not traditional bullshit, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. But you know what I mean. No, We're it, doing it, the thing. It's bullshit. <laughs> I told that to mine all the time. They'd be like, get in the circle. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm it. kidding. I'm a theater kid. I do it too. But it's no, still, it's, it's fun. It's still bullshit. It's fun, but, but it's bullshit. Um, typically, I don't know if you did, but I would make, at least on opening night. Yeah. Maybe closing too. A little like speech about how I'm so proud and yeah. how we have a show, you guys, and it's amazing. Totally. And la la la. And, and I, I just like couldn't find the words to. I I found the words, but there was like no emotion behind it. Right. You know. And they'd ask me, they're like, "Are you excited? Are you proud of us?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah." Uh-huh. But I wasn't like over the moon, super stoked. And that was weird. I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, I should be really excited. I'm like, I am genuinely really proud and I am, I'm genuinely excited. But like, I don't, do I just not have the energy to be like, yay? Right. You know? Why am I not feeling this in my gut? Right. Yeah. And it might have been opening night, but the show opened. We ran the show. It was great. And I remember Josh and I went out to dinner afterward and I was like, I don't care. Right. I like... Right. I just want to go home. Yeah. I'm so tired. And like, I. Yeah. And like, seeing them excited and proud, the stuff that used to give me that little recharge here and right. there, it like didn't do it. Yeah. And if, if there was going to be a show to do it, it would have been that one. Yeah. Because it was genuinely like overall pretty great dang show. good experience. Yeah. My mom was working with, I mean, like, there right. were a lot of great things happening. And I was just like, what is wrong here? And that was, that was really the point where I was like, I need to stop. Yeah. I need to do something yeah. else. You hit that level of ex- exhaustion to where, like you said, there, there is no way to fill your cup. Yeah. Because I had a couple of experiences that with shows, too, to where I was just like, the first few years, you know, your kids would go on stage and you'd be 
biting your nails and, and you know, <laughs> anxious in the audience and, and, you know, a real emotional investment in it. And then as the years go on, you're just, you reach a point of exhaustion and just can't give any more mm-hmm. that you hit this wall. Yeah. And you hit it early. I mean, I was five years yeah. in. You were three, three years yeah. in. It's just, really tough. Yeah. And I remember, I remember that moment really vividly. And I remember going out and talking to Josh about that very vividly. And right. I remember it being just a really sad moment. Yeah. Because I knew, yeah. I knew I needed to make a change. I knew I wanted to do something else. But it was really sad that even the stuff about my job that I loved. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't there anymore. I remember saying that to Aaron at <sighs> some point. I forget what we were talking about, but I remember saying the words, I just don't care. And I, I know I should. Yeah. I know I should care yeah. way more. I, I just don't. Right. And it's, it is, it's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's a sad realization. Yeah. But I think it's one that you have to process and have to, have to deal with mm-hmm. and you can't ignore. Yeah. Because then you're just going to. Right. I remember, and you know, when I was talking to Josh about it that night as I was gorging on chicken wings or whatever, oh, the best. eating my feelings, um, mm. he was like, Tori, it's, it's just a job. It's okay. You know, he was really right. encouraging and there's nothing wrong with you. It's, it's a job and it's okay that you're not right. over the moon happy and energized from this right now. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And it does. It absolutely does. But when you are a teacher, there's so much more involved. Yeah. And it's really hard to make that separation. Yeah. You know, you have this, you have these relationships with these kids and their parents and your community. And it's, it is, it's, it just is difficult to make that separation between the job and the relationships and And the the personal level. Uh, And maybe, and maybe it is a little easier gen ed wise, more of the just a job factor. Mm -hmm. But like with theater, it's their life. Right. It's those kids life. Yeah. And so when you have that feeling of, of yeah, it's it's just a job, and it definitely is, which when you're getting ready to leave, that sentiment, you know, is very helpful mm-hmm. to keep in your mind. But like in that moment when you don't care and you're remembering that you're the leader of this ship that is full of kids who what you're doing. I mean, when I was a high school drama kid, that was my life, yeah. you know, and you just feel like the biggest bag of shit. Like, yeah. here I am leading the helm. And I don't give a shit. Yeah. And it's, they, it's an awful and feeling. And they really do. Like, yeah, and they, they really, really do. They Those are all the shits that they give. And because you have those relationships, that's what makes you feel ho- yeah. horrible. That's what makes you... Because I could be doing so much for them. Mm-hmm. And you just physically can't. Yeah. It's hard. It's really it's, hard. You know, I feel like you have... Uh, I'm going to say normal job, and what I mean is a, not a teaching job. Right. Or something similar. And, you know, let's say you've been at whatever job for five years and you decide right. to leave and you have wonderful co-workers and relationships at work that you love and yeah those are hard to let go but it's a different thing you know those are other adults that you work with that are like yes I understand and I support you and this is right. a good move for you whatever I don't know it's not the same with kids they don't get it I mean yeah. they get it uh, I don't know I mean we both had kids that were like we understand and we support you. And I, I know you had some that yeah, were like, I yeah. know this is not, I've always known this is not what your forever is. Right. Exactly. You know, you're, you're meant for bigger things. Yeah. So we had some of that, but there was, there's a lot of kids that, of, and of course I don't blame them that go no. straight to, well, what happens to our program and what about right. me and what about us? And, and I, I get that. I would have felt the same way. Yeah. That's just a hard, 
you know, that it is what it is and it's a hard pill to swallow and be okay with right. that, you know? Right. And it, but at some point you, you just do, you have yeah. to say they'll be okay, right. which they will. And I mean, ultimately you just have to do what's best for you. Yeah. Period. At the end of the day, you are you, mm-hmm. you are going home to you. You mm-hmm. have to wake up and look at you. And if you are not happy and satisfied with who that is, then you've got to change. You, mm-hmm. you cannot continue to give of yourself when there's nothing left to give. You just can't. Yeah. My voice <laughs> is hoarse. You hear that? My voice is a my voice is a pony, which is to say, it's a little horse. Yes. Like mm-hmm. a Shetland pony. Are those the little ones? That yes, that's one of them. Did there I tell you about the several. time that I was running in a local community park, and we turned this corner, and sure as shit, there's four to five mini ponies. Oh my god! Pulling wagons. Oh no! And people like walking them like carts yeah that, that okay Carting? carts they're more more carts is that a yes carting that's a, that's a thing yeah it's a thing oh weird but and on the side <laughs> it said like miniature Hor- horse association <laughs> of like space coast and i was like what it was just what i was oh it was just the best thing to see oh, like midway great. through a run to just not only to see the mini ponies but to know that there's a whole association of them like that there's they have ga- they must have ga- and then you think oh do they have like a clubhouse do they have gatherings yeah. just really right. really made my day no i like that i feel like if i were thinking of five things i'd like to see while on a run yeah that would be on the list for yeah, sure 100 percent. yeah so we only have one episode left to the end of the season, season five nope season one there it is <laughs> And so next week, we're really talking about when we actually took those steps yeah. to leave and that what that transition kind of looked like. And yeah. anyway, do us a favor. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Culture of Guilt. And when you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please rate us Ooh, and yeah. you can give us five stars. Please and thank you. That would be nice. And um, you can even write a little review. Please do that. It helps us a lot. Yeah, that'd um, be great. We'd I'd really appreciate greatly that. Greatly appreciate it. And we like to read nice things about ourselves. It really boosts my self-confidence. Holly, like, for example, Holly and Tori are hilarious and brilliant. They seem like people I'd get a beer with. Yeah. Which, if at any point anyone wants to go get a beer, that's we'll do that. Yes. <laughs> we are more than happy to. <laughs> at some point. If you have suggestions for an ending... That could be fun. A fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us know on Facebook, on Instagram. Like a closing tagline. Like a, yeah, closing catchphrase. Yeah. Something fun. Let us know. Let us know. Tell us what you, the people, want us to leave you with. Yeah. And we will... We will talk to you later, friends. <laughs> I, don't I, well, I keep wanting to say we'll, we'll see you. But we won't actually see anyone. Right. How about stay guilty? <gasps> Ooh. Don't <laughs> so get <sad>. teachered. <laughs> don't get teachered. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, um, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll work on an ending. Bye.